Well, if you're like me, you're always on the hunt for a new podcast to add to your rotation. Trouble is that sometimes wading through the options can become quite overwhelming. Uh, Luckily, there is a way to make the search a little less stressful. Podcast networks. Uh, The networks are helpful for both listeners and content creators alike. Now, if you're a listener, the podcast networks make finding a new show easy by curating a quality content and putting it all in one place for you to find. Plus, on the other side, if you're a content creator, then being a part of a podcast network can help increase your revenue and broaden your listener base. And as the podcasting business continues to grow, more and more podcast networks are launching. Now, podcasters now are encountering a similar, uh, a similar dilemma that bloggers faced about a decade ago. As your show gains respectability and audience, how do you decide when is the right time to join a podcast network? Uh, and what are the questions you should be asking for any suitor that comes your way, or if you're approaching that network, what uh, questions should you be asking as well? Uh, podcast networks are looking for podcasts that are up in the tens of thousands of downloads, multiples times over. Uh, it's a common thing among the largest podcast networks. Many won't consider accepting a show unless it has a minimum of 50,000 downloads per episode. Given the most advertisers are chasing scale and, and buy ads based on CPM, some networks feel it's not worth their while to take on smaller shows. Well, my guest for this episode found this approach frustrating. Uh, there were many podcasts out there, including his, that he managed to achieve a, a high degree of quality without meeting that uh, gold standard, quote unquote, of the 50,000 download threshold. It seemed like there may be an opportunity for a network to target these mid-tier shows. With me is Chase Smith. He coordinates and owns a podcast network called Press Play Podcast. Uh, right now, it's a network of five podcasts. Uh, it's available at PressPlayPodcast.com. I'm going to read a little bit from the, the About page. Um, the Press Play Podcast Network exists to empower hosts and create high-quality, professionally-sounding, engaging content for its listeners. At P3, I love that, we pride ourselves in helping bring your vision to reality by providing you with the proper tools and support to make your show a success. Whether you're a podcast veteran or diving into the medium for the first time, we will walk alongside you and help you get your show on the air. Chase, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Brett, thanks for having me on, brother. Sure. So, hey, let's talk about the beginning of this. How did this, how did P3 begin? P3 began with my personal podcast and the Cleveland Browns podcast that I host. Okay. Um, I've, I've been all in on podcasts since 2006. Um, starting from my love with the Cleveland Browns, I was a freshman at Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia, and just was jonesing for Cleveland Browns content. Mm. And what I was getting online just wasn't good enough. I wanted to listen to fans talk about my favorite NFL team. And so I got on iTunes and searched Browns and this podcast thing. I was like, what? What is this? But I was all in from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, just listened to every episode. I forget the name of this Browns podcast, but it was it was fantastic. It actually wouldn't be bad today. I, gosh, I got to figure that out. Um, but since then, I started listening to some of my favorite writers. They had a, they would have a podcast, and um, just just fell in love with it from the very beginning. Uh, and uh, a couple years ago, we lived in Chicago, and I took classes at Second City, uh, which is a comedy theater at I.O., which is another comedy theater. And I kind of used uh, my experience working with audio for 10 plus years, um, speaking in front of people and the writing training that these other theaters offered and started my, my own podcast with some of the people that I knew in, in my own personal network. It's like, oh, I could interview this former SNL writer. I can interview the president of this college. I can interview. And I just started pulling people that I would want to listen to. 
and uh, just started talking to them about leadership, life, ministry, sports, whatever, whatever's going on in their life. Uh, when really, really, really was received well. Um, and uh, August of 17, I was continuing with my podcast, and I wanted to do a Cleveland Browns season preview, partly because the Browns podcasts that were offered at the time weren't wetting my appetite. The mm-hmm. quality wasn't great. The episodes were like an hour and 45 minutes long. It was just just, just, just a lot of nothing mm-hmm. for a lot of something. And so I um, found one of my friends online who I hadn't met, just online person that we communicate with, Jeremy Powell, Jeremy and Akron on Twitter. I said, hey, Jeremy, you want to come on my pod? We'll do a Brown season preview. He's like, yeah, we could do that. And he came on and it was, it just went like gangbusters. We, like, we uh, communicated very, very well together. We had a really great repertoire uh, or rapport, sorry, not repertoire, mm-hmm. rapport. And uh, um, we're like, what if we just do this every week? Like, hey, all right, let's do it. So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm doing a lot of arm pod. twisting going on there. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Well, well, it went so well, everyone loved it. Yeah. Um, and I think sports are really easy podcast to market because the demographic is so clear. Like, you sure. know who is a diehard Browns fan, whether they label it on their profile or they post stuff about it or they like mm-hmm. or retweet or comment on stuff. So they're very easy, to, easy targeting marketing there. Um, but we uh, started this Browns pod with. Uh, kind of this desire to, hey, we want to release high quality content that's not hours and hours long. Um, and so now all of a sudden I had my hands in, in two podcasts and I started dreaming. I'm a dreamer, Brett. I, I dream, I dream. I just think, man, I'm super optimistic and I'm a dreamer. <laughs> um, and I was like, hmm, if I have two that I kind of understood how I was able to grow those networks and grow those shows and how I record and how yeah. I edit and uh, what would that look like if I had a couple more shows? And then maybe if I opened it up to invite other people along in the process. Uh, and all of a sudden, this idea of a network and just started to kind of birth itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we launched in October of 2018 with five shows. We have uh, the Orange is Orange or Browns podcast, which is a co- podcast by the Cleveland Browns. We have the Cavs on the Break podcast with Sam Amico. He uh, used to write for Fox Sports Ohio. Um, he's an author. He's actually just finishing his book, uh, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're supposed to record this week or next week to talk about that. That's about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we have a Cleveland Indians podcast, A Swing and a Tribe, which is all about the Cleveland Indians. We have uh, my personal podcast, uh, the Chase Smith podcast. And we have a Cleveland uh, college football podcast called the Tim and Shipe Show College Football Podcast. Okay. And um, so right now, uh, the our current show's do focus around sports and a lot of Cleveland sports, but we just started, honestly, Brett, it was a lot of like what I love, like what, what do I want to listen to? Yeah, sure. sure. What interests me? And it just kind of went from there. Right. So, um, the official launch was October of 18 and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a good, I guess, six months has it been? Uh, now it has been yeah. at, at this Whoa. recording. We're in April. So, yeah, yeah you're right there. <laughs> exactly. So um, strategy for growth. Um, obviously, you've put some thought into, OK, uh, sports, sports. It's good. We've got all the sports teams covered now in Cleveland. <laughs> but that's good because there's a cross pollination there. Typically, a Cleveland fan oh, yeah. fan is a Cleveland fan, mm-hmm. typically. And I think that's true of most cities and such. So. What's the strategy for growth of the network? What's your vision a year from now, five years from now? What's it going to look like to you? Yeah. Oh, I would love to branch out of, of sports. Okay. I, I know right now we a lot of focus is on sports. But but again, just trying to focus on things that, that I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, movies. Um, and so I, I can see somewhere down the line having a, 
a podcast about movies or some type of like entertainment. Um, I, I think culture is really important. I think it'd be cool to have a podcast about culture. Uh, and actually, Brett, next week we're launching our sixth podcast. It's called Up Next with uh, with uh, Chad and Taylor. And in this podcast, is it covers all original content from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO, um, Disney Plus or Apple Plus, whatever, like whatever mm-hmm. streaming content is available and whatever original content they come out, not not network, not cable, like original streaming content. Chad and Taylor are going to break break these shows down. Um, they're going to help you decide what should be up next in your queue, how to explain these shows to your grandparents, what they like, what they didn't like, all these uh, things. And if you really, really love uh, Stranger Things or um, any new show, like, oh, man, hey, why, why is Homecoming getting a lot of people are talking about Homecoming? What is that? You can mm-hmm. ch- check it out with this podcast. Uh, man, I've never heard of The Marvelous Miss Maisel. They want some Emmys or like, what's going on? Well, hey, we'll, we'll talk about it on Up Next, um, which I think there's a really huge market for there. Oh, which, yeah. Which, again, love you know, just consuming media. Um, so, so yeah, I think it'd be cool to maybe dip our toes in politics. Not, I don't know. I don't know, but, but I think the the growth is just going to be um, like what, what, what I enjoy, what, what do I want to listen to? What, uh, what interests me? And then people who come on board and they're able to communicate their idea. Like that's the thing too. Uh, like with, with our network, what, what we want to do is, um, make it easy for someone who has no idea about podcasts to start a podcast. Okay. If they are passionate enough about a topic that they reach out to us, then we want to be able to, to come alongside them and, and help them um, with their idea. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of okay. what I guess the next couple, couple of years is going to right. look like. You know, you can't predict the future, but um, I would love to see a, a podcast about movies, a podcast about culture. We're going to have a, a, a like a, TV 30 minute podcast, you know, releasing next week, which is exciting. When uh, you're looking to expand Mm -hmm. the network with the different genres that you're talking about, you're talking about podcasts that may exist today, may not exist today, but they will in six months. It could be somebody, you know, or it could be someone looking for a network as well. So let's say that you found that right one that you want to bring on. Mm -hmm. What's your conversation like? to them that they have a podcast that does exist and then we'll turn it into somebody that doesn't have one yet yeah. and talk to them. So let's go first that have an established podcast and it could be five listeners. I don't care what the number is, mm-hmm. but they have one that fits you like. Yeah. It's like, I want to bring you on. Mm-hmm. What's that conversation like with them? It's funny, Brett. It's uh, they're intrigued by the idea of being part of a network Okay, and they don't really, a lot of people don't understand what that is. Don't understand what being part of a network can offer. And so it's it's kind of like dating. You're kind of just like trying to feel the other person out. Mm-hmm. Like, well, hey, Chase, tell me about like what what would happen if I joined the network? Mm. What, what what does that offer me? Like, what what's in it for for me as sure. a podcast host with my show sure. that I've put a bunch of work and time and energy and resources and like mental capacity to? Like, what what's in it for me? You want it to be. They want it to be a two way street, and so do you, of sure. course. Sure, that sure. you get as much yep. benefit from being the network as I get from you being part of the network too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, so. I try to make expectations clear. I don't want them to think that this is going to be the magic elixir that makes our podcasts like number one on the charts or reach the top 200 or whatever. So I want to like make sure the expectations on both of our ends are very clear. Um, you know, I, I think being a part of a network and, and this is what I would tell them, it gives them credibility in their field. And I think part of podcasting is what, what can we do to separate our, our podcasts from other podcasts? It's kind of like, a blog. Anyone can ha- can have a blog. Well, anyone, if they know how to use Google, can understand how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so the game becomes, 
what what can we do to make your show stand out and unique? Whether it's with the quality of the content, like how it sounds, like whether you sound like you're in a tin can, a garbage can, or um, in a studio, like I think that matters. Having a awesome graphic, having a really uh, uh, a really intentional and specific roll in uh, or intro music that's not 45 seconds long and it's not two seconds long. You're finding that perfect medium, um, and then understanding that content does matter and what you provide does matter. Um, and so just being able to explain, hey, like a network gives you credibility. It, it's telling your listeners that there's a group of people somewhere that deem this podcast awesome and they want to be associated with it. Um, and so if there's four podcasts about office printers, I, I'm just right, Exactly, random. sure, sure. Um, I, I would be more likely to see a office printer podcast part of a network like, oh, okay, then maybe the host has some credentials or, uh, you know, this has some some weight to it more than just uh, John Doe's podcast or whatever. Yeah, th- this sure. Podcast. Yeah, um, exactly. And so be able to communicate that probably a little more clearly than what I just mm-hmm. did here. No, no, it makes it makes perfect sense that it's there are lots of podcasts about printers. Sure, we'll go with the same analogy, the, okay. the same example. Yeah. But the weight comes in that you decided you wanted they were good enough mm-hmm. that you wanted to be a part of P three. Yeah. Yep. Basically. Yeah. Yep. And okay. so uh, kind of giving the host a stamp of approval, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, okay, you, you you do have some something to add to this field and you're part of this network. And right. so that makes your podcast stand out. Um, you know, being able to use the the reach of the current shows in the network, I think, is appealing to other hosts um, and they want to be a part of that. Uh, one thing I've seen, Brett, uh, pretty early in these um, date questions, right, is sure. – well, hey, well, how do I earn a sponsorship or how do I, you know, start earning money for my podcast? And and the fact that our network has, you know, acquired some sponsorships and partnerships with other business, like respectable businesses, I think that that can be attractive to potential hosts mm-hmm. as well. Um, whether how we communicate to them, what packages we offer or what that looks like, um, you know, we would provide like those tools and that kind of skeleton and, and that kind of foot in the door with, with these businesses for a podcast to attract sponsorships. Sure. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let's let's go the other direction. That um, there's a, a couple of people want to put a podcast together, certain genre. It makes a lot of sense. It sounds good to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I like that topic. Yeah. What's that conversation like then? Yeah. It, so, it, it doesn't yep. exist yet. Yeah. So, as as the president, CEO, whatever you want to call it of, of the network. It's <laughs> right. Like I, I want to just acquire assets. I, I want okay. the, the network to grow kind of uh, my, my initial goal was to do one new show a month. Um, and here at month six, we have developed two fully that when it came to signing the contract and recording, they just kind of realized it wasn't for them, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. Yeah, you bet. And um, better to realize then than yes, six months down the road. Right. Sure. We were able to relaunch another one. We had to switch some hosts. And then we're, like I said, launching an, our up next podcast mm-hmm. next week. So um, I'm always open to talking, having conversations with hosts, just, just trying to, one, add to our portfolio or assets and also branch out of sports too. So I'm always willing to have a conversation. Uh, but someone who has never spoken in front of a microphone or understand anything about the process, uh, we would come alongside them. And, um, you know, as long as their show is with us, walk hand in hand and make sure that every question is answered, that 
like in the mailbox that they, they receive whatever equipment they need, whatever microphone. We provide, you know, training on how to use the equipment. Um, and then uh, for someone who has never done this, we also provide graphics and roll in and all of that stuff for them. So we only want them to, to work to focus on content. Mm-hmm. We take care of all the back end hosting, all of logistics. We take care of all, all of that. You just focus on hey, coming up with an outline and kind of like a seven episode like idea of what you want this to look like like mm-hmm. you focus on that we will take care of all the other logistical technical stuff of the podcast um and we'll train you in how to do what you want to do um so for someone who has it, it's a look, very different conversation oh than, for sure than, and that's why i want to ask because yep. it, it's it is two different pieces because yes. one that's established has gone through that mm-hmm. six month year two yep. year growth of yep. getting it down yeah Put it that way, and 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 those that are looking at it, going, that sounds fun. I love this TV show. I want to do this. Yep. That's great. Yeah, but <laughs> right. And where I found the most success in conversations is not so much, hey, bring your show on with us. It's more of, hey, our network has this idea of a show. Can you come on board with us and and host it for us? Mm-hmm. That's where I've seen the most kind of like positive two-way conversation um, where the most trust is built and there's kind of this mutual excitement for this idea. Um, And, and so that's kind of where this up next all about Mm -hmm. these uh, original shows kind of uh, was able to, I think be, get to the point where it is today where they're going to be released with three episodes and all this stuff. So it's going to be good. We'll get back to the interview right after this. With over 600,000 podcasts available, your podcast needs to stand out immediately. By working with Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, you get the one-year advantage. Your first episode will sound like you've been podcasting for a year. The podcast consultants at Circle 270 Media have over 35 years' experience in digital and traditional marketing, content creation, audio production, recording, and broadcasting. We strategically bring these worlds together and consult businesses who are implementing podcasting into their marketing strategy to grow their brands and businesses. Own your story. Engage and interact with your customers and clients. Grow your brand and business with your own podcast. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. Now let's get back to the interview. You know, the question comes up, what is my podcast worth? And uh, to me, it's a surprisingly hard question to find an answer to. Um, Establishing what the real world value of a podcast is uh, should be hugely important to all of us, you, me as an industry, in developing our shows, pitching to networks, investors, and maybe one day exchanging one of our babies for that sweet you know, nectar of big cash, we can do oh, yeah. this full time. All the big cash. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of discussion in the media for about this in, for years. Um, there's one piece called the monocle model. That is, if your readers are, or your listeners are rich enough, it doesn't matter how many you have. And the same applies to podcasts. Um, and again, it kind of goes both with blogs and podcasts. But if you can demonstrate the industrial lobbying power of your uh, listenership or that they you know, fulfill certain demographic requirements for purchasers, you'll be able to get in the driver's seat. Uh, by and large, though, the equation is sadly that 100 listeners on Wall Street will be worth more than 1,000 rural households usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, you can take a look at it, too, as, you know, is 250,000 subscribers worth a million dollars by default? I mean, there are newspapers – 
that have a 250,000 weekly circulation that wouldn't hesitate to put a million dollars on it. Right. So, you know, I'm increasingly obsessed with reminding people that of the value of their of the intellectual property, just as you're putting together, and that the product we have in podcasting, it's branding, your shows, your feeds, your archive, it, it's worth something. So looking at it and talking about it that way, what's been in the back of your mind and maybe in the forefront too, the growth of sponsorships? You just mentioned get a couple of new ones, which is great. Congratulations. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's hard work. Yes. It's a lot of hard work. Yep. And, and it doesn't stop when the sponsor signs the dotted line. Right. That's actually the beginning. Yes. Because yes, it's, yes. it's a whole different relationship. So what's been, you know, your strategy uh, for the growth in sponsorship so far? Well, I think the question, how much is a podcast worth, really fascinating because I think it it's is, isn't it? yeah. worth a different amount to different people. Yep. Yeah. Like those 100 Wall Street listeners uh, might not give a rip about the podcast about dish dishwashing dish washing soap right, right? but they, if it, but if it's about a yacht and oh, yeah. yachting yes a hundred will pay for that podcast that's, and, that, and that's, the yacht <laughs> right exactly yeah exactly and so but I, I think the one of the appeals of a podcast brett is that you can find it about anything mm-hmm. i don't have to listen to a 60 minute radio show just for a three minute segment on the browns i could listen to a 60 minute segment about the browns and a three minute spot about this bottle of water, like an advertising sure. spot. And, and that yeah. is, I think, appealing. And and a Browns podcast is worth infinitely more to a Browns fan mm-hmm. than a, a Arizona Cardinals fan. Like, So I, I think even th- that that question is, is just really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, because podcasts are so pointed and so like one lane focused, right. um, I think it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. W- with it being so one lane, uh, you can really target potential sponsors and really be able to market and sell your podcast to people. Whether um, so, for instance, our Browns podcast, all of our listeners come from Columbus to Canton to Cleveland, pretty sure. much all up. I think that's seventy one, right? I don't know. So all through seventy one, um, last last season we had our presenting sponsor called The Place, and they sold hot tubs. Uh, spas, fireplaces, grills, and they had this huge lot just right on 71 and, it, and they were able to move products. And it was great because uh, they sell Telgrade. Every, they just like made sense. Um, they're not a new sponsor. I was just like, as an example, the sure. uh, ones that we just signed, this, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. <laughs> this week was Aligned Health Center and they work on uh, rehabilitation, sports, um, like working with chiropractic of your spine and body and all of this like great things. And they're kind of all around. Uh, they have two com- They have two branches uh, 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 kind of in between Cleveland and Canton. Uh, we also uh, work with GV Art and Design. We just signed that today. Um, it's a T-shirt company. Mm-hmm. And so we're not signing sponsors that will have no success reaching Browns fans. Like we, we wouldn't do that to them. We wouldn't try to like just take their money. We want to work with people who do have an appeal to Browns fans, whether it's with Browns t-shirts or Cleveland t-shirts um, or this like, Oh, okay. So if most of our audience is 20 to 35 year old men or, you know, 30 to 50 year old men who might want some testosterone injections or to work on their back cause they pulled it mowing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, checked out a, a Lion health health center. So like I think you have to be really strategic in your conversations with with sponsors as well, um, and, and I think you have to be cognizant of and respectful of as well your yep. listeners. Yes, is there even a connection right with this yep. product, this service that is now coming on board? Yeah, one of the things we did that we saw the the most success is 
for our live show. So last year we did a live draft show. We had the number one pick and we went to a restaurant. They reserved it for us. We, you know, we blew it out. It was great. And uh, we asked our sponsors to come and kind of have giveaways and just be a part of that with us. And that was incredible. Um, people loved it. Uh, and that it just was a great way to help the sponsor know, well, hey, like we're getting something out of this and the people feel like, oh, I'm getting something free. And it was just a win, win, win all around. Uh, the restaurant was packed all night. So it was just plus the number one pick, Baker. It was just it was great. It was great. Yeah. We had the number four pick last year as well. There's nothing like a live show. No, it was a it ton really, of fun. It's, it's it was a ton fun. of fun. You bet. It was a ton of fun. This year, we don't have a draft pick in the, in the first round. So we actually can't. We, we're going to do it again. We canceled <laughs> it because we traded for OBJ and that that was insane. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been great. Uh, it's It's been a great week. And, and I think another I, this is where I think radio is in trouble. Now, I don't have a history in radio other than listening to it uh, growing up. I haven't listened to it in. I'm not going to tell you how long. Brett. Right. I know. I know. Um, it's kind of a uh, a time factor that, oh, I've actually yeah. found what I like on my phone versus in the car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the radio in the car. Uh, you know? I know someone's daughter. They were in a car, and they were listening to the radio, and the daughter said, oh, Daddy, hey, go back and play that song again. What, what was that one? I liked that one. He was like, <laughs> hey, I, I can't do that. Sorry. Uh, no. It's This isn't on my phone. This is the radio. He's like, what's that? Yeah, so even kids are just like, what is this concept of? Why can't I control this? Like, what is that? Right. Um, but uh, what was my story other than we got on how the demise of radio and I got all yeah. confused. Yeah, no, it's okay. No, no, no. I, I, I think I think radio and I've, I've got a previous episode talking with Steve Palmer, who is the host of Lawyer Talk, as well as uh, uh, Dino Tripodis, who, uh, who uh, um, is a former on-air personality and uh, has a podcast, Whiskey Business, talking about, you know, how radio is, again – Radio will survive. Mm-hmm. I and our discussion was about: Have they missed the boat? Are they actually in the boat for podcasts? Are how are they looking at it and such? Um, I think some large conglomerates are probably aggressively doing it well, um, mm-hmm. but their definition of a podcast may be a little bit different than what we are talking about. Yep. It, it's more of a repurposing best of. But they, and I'm talking specifically iHeart, mm-hmm. but they do have some original content and they're putting yeah. original content, whether they're buying the original content or, you know, starting to create their own. I think they're getting it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, um, I remember my thought. Yeah. It, it just, it depends on, you know, it depends on what they want to do with it and yeah. if they can monetize it. That's yeah. the big thing yeah. so for me in my eyes. A couple of things I want to touch on there because I think it's really interesting. Um, a, a live ad read in a podcast once that's embedded in an episode, that never goes away. Right. And if you buy a, a live ad read on the radio or uh, purchase one and no one listens in that time, well, you're you're out of luck because mm. you can't go back and rewind the radio where a podcast is embedded forever. People go back and listen to our previous episodes. Those sponsors who bought that episode, even though they're not current a, a sponsor, they're just they're still getting bang for their buck. They're still getting a return on investment right. on that advertisement. And podcast ad reads are, are evergreen mm-hmm. they are and i think there's an appeal there that isn't with live radio right um and i think that that could spell trouble uh just for some of these radio sponsors yeah. now there's there's never going to go away like you said right no. um, but, but i think that but I, there is an appeal that oh man this is going to be embedded in the episode right and as the podcast grows it's just only going to get more ears to yeah them, I, think. I think podcasters are really grasping on to the idea of how to do um it's still a product endorsement, but it, they're they're talking to their listeners better than radio personalities do. Number one, because they can do it, even though your sponsors bought sixty second commercials or whatever you sold them, yeah. ninety second. It, it's it's a it's it's a commercial. Yeah, but radio still 
limited by it's a 60 second commercial and it's and it's whether it's a live read or not it's 60 seconds mm-hmm. where a podcaster they want to talk about that sponsor and it makes sense for the listener to follow that storyline yep. about the product they'll follow along yep. because they're either uh, using the product in their own life or they mm-hmm. know somebody that is and they can tell a story around it yeah the quicker a podcaster can jump on that storytelling piece about the mm-hmm. their sponsor that's huge it, that contract will be renewed year after yep. year after year. Yep. Now, I want to flip this around a little bit, Brett, because the normal podcast isn't the 50,000 download threshold. It's not. That's, that is – Top 2 to 3% of all podcasts are even that that kind right. of number. Right. Most of them, I think – what is the average, 50 or it's some... – uh, Yeah, the average uh, – last uh, numbers I had heard, it, 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 about 1,000, 1,500. On, on, it, it depends it's, if it's the median – the average. Okay. So yeah. that number varies as well too. But if you're in the hundreds, you're in the ballpark of everybody else. Right. Yeah. And and so the other side of this though, Brett, is if your podcast is a hundred subscribers or listens and a radio station's like, hey, can we use your podcast? I think most podcast hosts are going to jump on that and say, right. heck yeah, use my stuff. And then mm-hmm. the host gets to say, well, hey, my podcast is on the radio. Right. And again, anything you can do to set your podcast apart from mm-hmm. someone else who's not on the radio sure. gives you a leg up. And even, so, even if you're a go-to commentary person, that sure. you know, once a week, the, this, yeah. the, the uh, WTAM sports host gives you a call and and, and you're, you're cross-promoting your podcast once a week just talking about Browns right, right, for five minutes. You better exactly. believe it. You better believe it. If yeah. some college station in Akron is like, hey, we have a 2 a.m. slot. Sure. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> right? exactly. And so I think there's also this appeal that even though – Radio seems to be their backs up against the wall a little bit. I still think they, oh, like they have some pretty big guns that they're going to be mm-hmm. able to kind of say, "Well, hey, hold on a second, like we're the radio, right? <laughs> we still have millions of listeners in every market. Right. That potentially, if I can get you five thousand of those to subscribe to your podcast, we both win, right? It's like, yep. well, of course we do. And so so I think that, that's where there's there's still a win win there that, yeah. that they can say, "Well, hey, how about you?" Give us some stuff. Right. I, I think most podcasts are going to be like ecstatic that they got that. Oh, that for question. sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because most, I think most podcasters are kind of radio wannabe people. Kind of. Sure. You know, it's the mic thing. It's the tech thing. Uh, they've always wanted to talk about their favorite stuff and they realize they can't mm-hmm. buy airtime to do this. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of the conversion that yeah. I have had with me walking out of radio that I've had clients and, and people that I know, they, they want to talk about a certain subject and topic about their business or whatever it might be, but they can't afford the time. Yeah. And they also realize that one and done. You buy that 8 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. Well, if that listener is not listening at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, where else are they going to get it yeah. other than record it and put it in a podcast? Right. So – as we talked about previously, the radio thing does come into play, of yeah. course. And I think yeah. there's a piece to it, just it's strategic, that yeah. sort of thing. So how um, – now six podcasts coming yep. on. Yep. Um, yep. How are you supporting each other as a network? I know that varies uh, with all different networks out there in regards to the, there's the cross-promote plugs mm-hmm. within the show or even if it's social. What's your strategy been so far? Where are you looking to take that in regards to helping each other lift the boat? Yeah, uh, having hosts on different shows. So okay. – um, one of my so my Browns co-host Jeremy Jeremy and Akron, uh, he loves the Indians and the Cavs. So having him on those shows, I think, helps direct traffic, kind of like cross promote mm-hmm. there. Um, I I already told our host with the Up Next podcast, hey, I want to be on when you do this show and this show and this show. Um, so I think just 
just supporting each other that way. Okay. Um, obviously sharing and retweeting and commenting on, on our podcast and then kind of using our own airtime and buying our own airtime and, you know, doing a live ad read for that show. Mm-hmm. Um, not only does that give uh, our audience like, oh, they have this podcast coming up, but it gives my hosts practice in reading live on air ad reads, right? So whenever they do have a sponsor, then it's they're not reading an ad for the first time. Then right. they've they've kind of done that already with, with our shows uh, and it gives them practice for that. Um, so that, that that's kind of what we're doing now. Okay. Um, Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know every network uh, puts a different strategy together to support each other. I think the larger ones have a bit more difficulty in doing that. But I think what they then start to do is slice the pie going, okay, these these five can cross promote each other because it's the same genre or like you said, cross promote because they uh, actually hosting two or three different podcasts. So they, they, you know, if you like me here, you're going to like me on the other one too, sort of thing, which is great. Uh, It goes right in line with, with what podcasting is all about too. Biggest challenges. What are your challenges with this? The biggest challenge for me is uh, finding time to, to work on this. I'm uh, I have a full time job and then another part time job at a college in Circleville, and so all the time I've devoted to the network is either over my lunch breaks and air quotes you can't see over mm-hmm. podcast or late at night um, when my wife is working on counseling stuff. My daughter's asleep. And there are some days, Brent, where I just want to work on this all the time. And it's really a challenge to stay disciplined and to, oh, hey, I got to get this done. Or, oh, hey, I got to work on my lecture. for the, like So th- that's been the biggest challenge for me is just like carving that time out. And uh, actually, I'm waiting to hear back from um, the podcast movement. Is that the big Orlando? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I submitted a uh, breakout speaking request about Great. how to do this. Cool. Uh, and they're like, the initial cutoff was we'll let all the speakers know by April 1st and they emailed back oh we'll never let everyone know they by did April that, 3rd they did that last <laughs> year too because they have so many yeah. it just took which is I'd rather them do that yeah. rather than just say well you know we didn't get to the last 500 no no yeah. no 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 the, the, the next 500 could be you got a gem in there right yeah. so that's good that's a well, good sign <laughs> and so I don't want to use it as an excuse because I, I I can't stand the oh I'm, I'm just too busy excuse because at the end of the day Brett you make time for what's important you make yeah. time for your family you make time for your faith you make time to watch March Madness, like you make time for things that you want to do. And mm-hmm. that includes video games. That includes eating. I mean, you, you make time for what you want to do. And so for me to say, I, I don't make time for this. Like, I'm not going to say I'm too busy because I, you make time for what's important. Right. Um, I just wish I had more time for this in a day. Right. Um, Understandable. And sometimes less time when other things. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. So it, it's just a matter of, you know, carving that time out mm-hmm. and keeping a healthy balance of family and faith and just like yourself. Cause I, it, it's important for you, you to like do things that give you life and to kind of right. rest. And like well, if you're, if you're down, you can't support the yeah. other podcasters in the network. Yes. Yes. So right now uh, working with the network stuff, it, it does bring me energy in life and it is like a weird way to rest and relax and have fun. Um, but sometimes I just love lounging on the couch and, Eating a bowl of right. uh, uh, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries there and you just go. watching SNL or whatever. Like right. that's like I, I need that too. Your brain needs it though too yeah. because all of a sudden inspiration will come yep. at moments you didn't realize walking the dog or watching yep. SNL and you kind of see something or hear something going, that's it. Yep. It, 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 it your brain works that way. Yeah. You got to give it that time. Yeah. So uh, that that's a big challenge mm-hmm. as well. Um. Also. I, I don't know if we, it was because we talked, we had a great, we had great conversations before we recorded. I don't know mm. if this was, I think it, 
it was in the recording. I said I'm a dreamer and I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, yeah, so oh, I have yeah, all sure. of these goals, all mm-hmm. these dreams. And another challenge is just understanding it's a marathon, yeah. and this just to be patient and uh, just to look at the bigger perspective. So if I were to like zoom out now and say, man, in six months we've been able to do this, and and in a year from the like conception of this idea, this is how far we've come, and this is what we've been able to do. Like you can get encouraged that way, but if you just get stuck in the minutia of every day, and like, oh man, I'm gonna get this done, I'm gonna get this done, I'm gonna do this, this, then you can get pretty discouraged. Right. And so it's it, it's a challenge to kind of keep a proper perspective too sometimes just sure. because I I can be pretty impatient and and I see the steps that need to be taken. I just want them to be done now. Um, but that, that that's that's fun about it too. Yeah. I, I like that you're not – you have not mentioned one thing about other uh, – competing against other networks or concerned about other networks that are yeah, being developed right. and such. And I think it's healthy because – that's probably where this whole space is going to go to anyways. Mm-hmm. A lot of networks are going to be created on their own organically like you're doing. Mm-hmm. And independents are going to come on board to help lift the boat of yeah. this of this small network. Yeah. And it's maybe, a, again, a, a Cleveland-based network uh, yeah. that have a bunch of Cleveland, whether they're there or not. But it's focused around Cleveland and Columbus and mm-hmm. Cincinnati or Ohio or Midwest. That's where it's going to come into play because, it, it, it again, the cross-promote yeah. as well as helping independent podcasters get more exposure uh, a little easier than on their own shoulders. I I think that's where it's going to start to develop. And and I think not looking in the rearview mirror, Mm -hmm. not looking on the sides, just do your thing and not worry about everybody else. A marathon. You will be okay. Yep. And part of that, I don't want to waste the time I do have comparing myself to other networks or other shows that that's not healthy. I'm really competitive in nature. So then I would just get like, well, why do they get so many downloads? They sound like I would just get really mm-hmm. nasty really quick. Um, funny, ironically enough, our Browns podcast started off of just this disgruntled, unhappy, like feeling of, man, the Browns podcast we have here are junk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of birthed from that. Yeah. Um, and I do think I have a responsibility to kind of have my finger on the pulse of the Browns podcast, other Cavs podcast. Sure. Right? I, I think I need to understand, you know, what they're doing, what they sound like, mm-hmm. kind of what that looks like. Sure. But I don't get lost. I don't devote all my time to that. But I, I have my ear to the ground. I, I kind of know what's going on. Sure. Um, as long as you're so, different, you're offering something different yeah. to the listeners. You're never going to lose them to the other podcast. Yep. That they're doing the same thing. Yeah. I, uh, as you were mentioning about the Columbus, uh, I think there's a market for a Blue Jackets podcast. Sure. Um, a Clippers podcast. I've, I've. Uh, Two of my best friends, they love soccer, and I want to do a podcast called Corner Kick. I think that it's just like I see it, uh, like it just it, like I would love to like get in on that because um, I think I think the soccer fans are very passionate, um, like crazy passionate, and I oh, think yeah. it's only going to grow. Um, especially the Clippers are back. Um, uh, the crew. I'm sorry. Yeah, Did I say Clippers both times? No, I'm, I'm not sure. I was thinking of my next. Where I'm going to go with it with sports in <laughs> okay. my mind too. But I think our listener knows exactly what you're yeah, talking about. So, though, yeah, uh, a crew, yeah, yeah. soccer. Po- so. Yeah. Um, again, that's kind of still in the mm-hmm. sports realm, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but, I, I would, but you've got yeah. a lane of sports. You kind of know where you need to go with that, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing because yep. I think the, uh, the the topic of whether it's a TV show, movie show, or like you said, up, up next um, is, is somewhat already self designed because you're going to be talking about that show. Yes. Of course, then it opens up the gateway. Okay, how do we talk about it? But yep. it is about the show. Yes. So sports has its own rhythm. Mm-hmm. What you need to talk about. 
TV shows and, are, and movies have the same type of rhythm. Yes. This is this is how we need to do this. Not formula, but yeah. don't go there with it. <laughs> right. Go here with it because yeah. that's the most listeners are really tuning in mm-hmm. for this type of thing when they're uh, trying to find this type of podcast. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it really gives a host an opportunity to kind of stay in their lane. Yeah. And again, just make these shows super honed in and focused mm-hmm. on, well, hey, the Oscars are coming up. We're going to have an Oscar preview show. Right. Or, hey, uh, instant reactions um, about who won or who got left out of the Oscars, mm-hmm. who was snubbed. Or, hey, let's talk about the, the crew. They just missed the playoffs. Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about soccer. Right, sure, sure. When exactly. does the season start? But yeah, I don't yeah. even know. Right. <laughs> I know right. they saved the team. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but sports especially really lends itself to these like weekly shows or like seasonal mm-hmm. kind of podcasts um, kind of answer some of those questions for the host, right? right. Um, well, hey, who's my audience? Well, fans of your team. How often do I record? Well, probably after every game. Um, like, is there an off season? Well, yeah. When, you know what I mean? So some of these. Right. You uh, can address every very, very episode simple. differently. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so contacting you. What's the best yes. way if they have a, a podcast already yep. or if they have an idea now listening to this podcast going, mm-hmm. I got to get a hold of him. I yep. have this great idea. I know he's going to love it. Yes. What's the best way to contact yeah. you? Pressplaypodcast.com. Um, yeah. n- another way to set your podcast apart. I know we're kind of jumping around here. Yeah, but no. Being part of a network and, and having a website, having your picture up there, a little yeah. bio. Um, again, just makes you feel good and sets, sets well, it's gonna, you apart. It's going to sell you as well yeah, as yep. it being, the, mm-hmm. you know, approached. It's like, okay, what have you got already? Yeah, yeah. Pressplaypodcast.com. You can check out our existing yeah. shows um, and you can reach out uh, to us there. You can find me on Twitter at the Chase Smith. Um, you can follow the network on Twitter at Pressplaypods. Um, and uh, that's probably the best way. Cool. I, I, I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. So yeah. Twitter might be the easiest uh, direct way to my phone. Cool. Uh, right now, but good. yeah, good, yeah. good, good, good. Well, again, if you've got one or you're thinking about a podcast, get a hold of Chase. I, I, I throw in the idea at least, um, and and see where it might land. But I think uh, again, if you're a podcaster, not part of a network, it's probably something that needs to be on your radar. Well, thanks for being a guest on Note to Future Me. I really appreciate it. This has been. Uh, uh, really insightful. I've not I've not delved into um, networks um, and talked about that, and so this has been a really fresh topic. And 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 again, I think it's as I mentioned just earlier, um, something independent podcasters need to be really taking a look at. Be prepared. It's probably a, a really good road to look at mm-hmm. and and choose wisely, but do some investigation into it. Who's developing up and uh, you know entrance strategy, exit strategy, yep. and and can it help you get to where you want to be as a podcaster? Maybe a little bit quicker. Sure. And let me just say one more thing. All of the hosts on our network, they have other full-time jobs and families. And and I know that this is, is a hobby, that maybe you're looking to be a, a little more than a hobby. But I never want to put on, on, on our hosts like this expectation of you have to record. You're going to let me down or let whatever down. Like I understand priorities and I want you to have a healthy balance too. So part of my job is, yes, is to help you take your idea or to help you help our idea get somewhere. But I also want to make sure that you have proper boundaries and you don't get burned out in the first month because you're all excited and that your family doesn't hate you or hate me because you're doing this. And so uh, that's been a lot of fun on my end just to kind of help our hosts hear my heart and that, hey, like, I love what you're doing. I, I love this. But like here, I just, just told Britt and Mike, hey, find a week, the next couple weeks to take off because part of our like launch strategy, we have all these things to do. And uh, they've been at it pretty hard. And so helping them understand that I, I, I get the grind, I get the, the, the challenge of balancing family and your full-time job and then mm-hmm. this 
podcast thing that no one in your family understands <laughs> that you have to like, no, it's a real thing. I promise. I promise. Um, <laughs> and so that's, that's been a lot of fun too. Um, but, but yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you're interested. Um, check us out. Good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Brett, thank you so much, man. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Joe loves doubles. Joe has a double-barreled surname. He goes double Dutch on double dates, and on those dates, he wears double denim. Joe sleeps with a double-down duvet by a double-glazed window and has two fancy cars which he stores in his double garage. So Joe did a double-take when he saw our new double quarter-pounder with cheese. Double lovers, get ready. The new McDonald's double quarter-pounder with cheese is here, but only until the 24th of September. So get there on the double. (laughs) Served after 10.30am, except in selected restaurants, which will serve this from 11am. Participating restaurants only.